should be out. Taken running back. Rabada's safe hands. Kutsia has another one. And Phillips' lone vigil comes to an end as do New Zealand. Right, well, it's serious enough that we've managed to dig the doyen up out of India. And that that's how you know it's pretty serious. So, Smithy, as I welcome you into your own show, and it's its a pleasure to chat to you, mate. It's been a wee while. I, I guess we all need to know, are you scaling the side of the tower to the panic station? Are you in the panic station about to hit the big red button? Have you found a kingfisher? Have you had a bet? Welcome, mate. So good to chat. Yeah, Louis, uh, really cool to hear from a nice uh, voice from home, actually. Uh, look, uh, found Kingfisher, yes. Uh, found a couple of those. Um, won't be celebrating with one uh, tonight over because we just didn't play well enough. Um, not yet pushing the panic button, um, but very worried about the, the side because uh, heading, the momentum certainly is heading backwards at the stage and uh, the injury count is, is still pretty high, so... Um, you know, I think once in this tournament and we're getting towards the end of it, we've had a fully fit squad. And that's pretty tough. I mean, you're only allowed 15 players. Uh, it's been a commentary box conversation actually from time to time as to when you play uh, nine games, whether you should have perhaps 16 or 17 players in your squad uh, so you can cover all bases. Uh, at the moment, uh, from uh, when I left the ground, I don't think Matt Henry will will play again in this tournament. I, I just don't think he'll recover in time. My understanding is uh, Lockie Ferguson was close today. It should be all right in three days' time. Um, and Kane Williamson is relatively close, but probably trying to save himself for the game against Sri Lanka. So that's, you know, the word from a camp over here. Um, but the, the fact that we've got rolled pretty badly today um, might speed up a couple of those players coming back into it. So, uh, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Um, you know, they were completely and utterly flogged. Uh, there's no two ways uh, of looking at it. They were outplayed, outclassed, um, and, and, you know, for the first time in this tournament, uh, they they looked to be uh, have been good and competitive and, you know, deserving their place in the top four, but it's under threat. Oh, Smithy, I'll tell you the sentiment yesterday, and you know the show better than anyone, there was a, a, enough of a quiet confidence around being able to get it all back on track here against South Africa. Like, the tail of the tape obviously had us well in favour. Um, it felt like, yeah, we, we went pretty close. We took them to the death. It was the best possible chase in a losing effort against Australia. And I think a lot of us probably went to bed last night with you and Punter in the, the commentary box just as you, you sh- uh, swapped shifts and we had them in check. So where did it go wrong? Is South Africa maybe just one of the form horses in this race or do the problems run deeper than that? Are, are we a bit out of options? Is, is there anything to say on Latham's captaincy maybe? I don't think we're going about it the right way. I'll be honest with you. Now, I'll give you, for instance, you know, I was out, I did the toss today, and um, half an hour before the game, um, you know, it was magnificent for batting. It was a beautiful blue sky. It was warm. In fact, it was quite hot. Uh, the pitch looked fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's no way in the world you just wouldn't want to bat. Uh, bat first and get numbers on the board yourself, but the team seemed are really set on chasing, chasing anything and, and saying, look, whatever you get, we'll, we'll get one run more than you. That can, okay, work okay, and it nearly worked against uh, Australia, but you have to play exceedingly, exceedingly well, and, and you also have got to weigh up the fact 
you know, when you're handing it away an advantage like that, you've got to be confident that you can make it up. Now, against South Africa, that's dangerous because their strength is, is basically they have a very, very powerful top six who are clear, capable of clearing the boundary, every one of them, on a regular basis. And once the, uh, de Kock and uh, Front of Dursen had set them up at the 30 to 35 over mark, it was just a question of who they were going to send out next to try and bang us over the fence. And when we lost Henry, uh, we lost uh, our ability to stop them doing that towards the end of the innings. Tim Southey came into the side today, but Tim Southey hasn't played for two months. Uh, you know, and he's never going to have that uh, consistency out in the middle until he gets a few more overs under his belt. So it was asking a lot from him. And then, of course, we, we were uh, basing our hope around Trent Bolt, who bowled quite beautifully until the last over and he got thumped. Uh, Mitchell Satner and the part-timers. Uh, they've served us pretty well until this point, but today they went in the picture. It's a good point. Mitchell Santner has really come of age. So has Glenn Phillips. That spell against Australia we'll remember for a long time. And Glenn Phillips came in and did a job again uh, last night for the most part. I guess that kind of leads me to wonder where Ish Sodi is, Smithy. I mean, when we were talking pre-tournament, and you, you made the point that he was going to be vital for this team. Uh, he's been a no-show, but now with the injuries stacking up, Ferguson... Uh, Henry, I think Jimmy Neesham took a knock, but he's being cleared. Is it too late to just throw Ish Sodi out into the deep end against Pakistan or Sri Lanka, or is he going to have to play? Well, he's working real hard. Um, I, you know, I spoke to Ish, he's ready. Uh, he's ready um, and willing. The question is, do they have the confidence? or? Uh, and the confidence is a weird word to say, do they have the confidence? I mean, they have the confidence to pick him in the first place to do a job over here, but they just haven't employed him. So I would be thinking to myself, uh, East Sodi's worth the go. If not against Pakistan, then certainly against Sri Lanka. I'd probably play him against Pakistan, I, I, I think, but maybe at the expense of Tim Southey and hope like Hector Ferguson is fit um, and, uh, and Bolt. And, uh, I, and then you go basically into uh, uh, the game with a bowling attack that looked a bit like the one that we played against England when we only really had three frontline bowlers and we mixed and mingled and got away with it quite nicely. We, Pakistan are a good side. Uh, they've got two or three world-class batsmen and we have to be very conscious of the Baba Rizams and Mohammed Rizwans. Those guys can can take your part any day they please. But they're also gettable. Um, you know, and Pakistan are not playing with a hell of a lot of confidence in self, I think it's fair to say. So going to quite a, mentally be quite a, an even battle. The other thing I, I'm hoping, and I haven't heard anything special from our end over here, uh, is that someone like a Kyle Jamison is on his way. And the reason I say that is he won't be here in time or whoever won't be in time here for Saturday uh, against uh, Pakistan, I wouldn't think. But the game against Sri Lanka could still be a massive key, particularly in terms of run rate. And also, of course, you've got to look positively and say we will make the playoffs and then we need, we're going to need an extra bowler then. So, Matt Henry, I, I do not think could possibly play another part in this tournament. I, I think he's out from what I saw tonight. Um, and he could hardly walk down the wicket or limp his way down the wicket. So that a hamstring is not going to come right in a short space of time. So hopefully they're, they're thinking positively and thinking uh, we have a, we have to get another bowler over here. And, you know, they, they carried Jamison while they were trying to work out whether Tim Southey was going to be fit enough. And Jamison looked good. Um, he did a lot of bowling in the nets. He was doing a lot of physical work. I would imagine that uh, Kyle Jamison, if he isn't on the plane now, will be pretty close to being on it. Okay, that's that's good mail, mate. We'll monitor that. Now, just on the batting side of things at the top of the order, I've probably been... 
a little bit shocked by the lack of runs coming from Devon Conway. Will Young made a, a, a decent enough fist of it today, and he's looked good. He's looked aggressive throughout the tournament. Rachin Ravindra has been a revolution. I mean, he has been so good and given us so much hope for the future of top-order batting in New Zealand, and he's come of age. And you've got Kane Williamson ready to come in. So where does that sit for you? Is Will Young again going to be the lucky, unlucky one to drop out? And, and has the lack of runs from Conway surprised you? Lack of runs from Conway surprised me. He looks a little bit out of touch, but he's that good a player. Um, you know, he scored that massive 100 against England in the first game. He's, he's that good a player that you kind of feel with Conway that you know, it's, it's just around the corner and it may well be on Saturday against Pakistan. But um, look, I, I, if they're going to continue to have this policy of believing that they can get one run more than what the opposition get, in other words, put, continue to put the opposition in, which I believe in Indian conditions is not is not the right thing to go for this side. I'd be posting totals like South Africa are and saying, I'll give my bowlers a bit of scoreboard pressure to bowl at rather than um, bowling the hot sun themselves. I'll let them, our guys bowl at night when the ball's doing a little bit more and when the supposed dew comes around, which has had no effect on any game so far. Oh, look, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'm, I'd be thinking we've got a about face on that. But I was most concerned to, th- to hear an interview after the game with Tom Latham uh, when Pommy and Bungar asked him, I said, if I gave you the option again right now, what would you do, bat or bowl? He said, no, I'll bowl again. And I looked at that, and I looked at Ricky Ponting, and I looked at Mark Nicholas in the commentary box alongside me, and all of our eyebrows just went up and thought, really? You'd do that again? Uh, so it looks like that is just a policy. Now, if that's the case, um, they've got to play as much batting as they possibly can. And if they're going to concede 350 to 380 runs, play an extra batsman, which means they've got to find room for Young and Williamson um, and Ravindra and maybe uh, someone like uh, Jimmy Nation or whatever comes in as low as number seven or eight and Santner maybe nine um, and just uh, work it that way. If, if, if that is the way they're going to go, then stack the batting as far as you can and just say, look, I hope your bowlers can keep them to 350, 360. But honestly, uh, I don't think that would have been the blueprint going into the tournament. So much to think about, mate. That um, is great food for thought. Gee's punter's good crack, isn't he? It sounds like you really enjoy it in the commentary box with him. Some of his insights are fantastic. Well, yeah, you know, he is cool. And, and um, you know, I've worked with him only twice now. Worked with him on the Australian game, and, and that was, you know, that was really cool. Um, what he does do is he thinks a lot differently to a lot of commentators. He, he thinks basically as a captain. So when he's looking out the window or looking on the monitor, he's thinking as a captain would think as opposed to just the general perspective of the whole thing. So he thinks tactically a lot more deeply than a lot of other commentators. Um, he thinks, you know, obviously too, as, um, as a batsman would think, but that is his skill. You know, captaincy was his skill and, and strategies and those sorts of things. So he just brings out an extra uh, dimension to it. He's, he's got great respect for this New Zealand side and a number of the players that are within there. Um, you know, everyone has had an amazing um, accolades for Ratchan Ravindra. Uh, he's, he's, I think um, he's going to get some sort of IPL deal over here. The, the Indian people absolutely love him. Um, you know, when he walked out to bat tonight, even, you know, he got a huge ovation. And I, I just think that this could be the making of him. He could be very successful at this game and all the hard work he's put in. 
um, and been carried around by New Zealand for the last couple of years and playing bit parts here and there, uh, is going to pay off. I, I think he's, he'll, he'll get an IPL contract, I would imagine, and do exceedingly well out of cricket the way he's, uh, where he's handling things. So that's the plus. Whatever happens, we've found, I think, a superstar in the making. He's been so well managed, and, and it's, you know, for a long time, the domestic cricket feeder system and the way we've kind of integrated these established players into the Black Caps, let them go back to uh, Ford Trophy, Plunkett Shield and, and Super Smash, then brought them back in. I spoke to Cole McConchie for the Canterbury show last week, Smithy, and, and a guy like himself even said, I feel like I'm, I can offer so much more to my region in, my, in Canterbury after being brought in at the amount I have to play a bit of international cricket. And that's paid divvies, mm. which makes me think that the Black Caps still have a kick here. So I'm probably not about at the panic button just like you, but, geez, it was a, a rude awakening this morning to see that scorecard and go back and w- watch the way we batted, and in particular chasing, as you point out. Hey, um, we'll just we'll, we'll wrap it up with a couple of quick ones. Glenn Maxwell, falling off the back of a golf cart, concussion, and we're playing for the Jesse Ryder Cup, they, they call it the Australian cricketers I learnt this week. So um, there's a headline you probably didn't expect this week, or you might have. Well, I was talking to Aaron Finch about it, you know, and, and I, I think I, I said to him, if I told you uh, an Australian cricketer has been ruled out of the next game because he fell off the back of a golf cart and has got a concussion, who would it be? He said, would it be Glenn Maxwell will be my first, second and third choice? So uh, he, spot, <laughs> he, he spotted it quite quickly. And uh, I think the ironical thing about that is um, he must have been stone cold sober because they played uh, that tournament, I think, or that, the golf today in a metabad and a metabad is a dry state where you can't get alcohol so um, I'm, I'm thinking to myself that um, he was uh, just high on life uh, Glenn Maxwell but you know what they say on golf carts you don't ride on the back of them anyway you sit in them and uh, you shouldn't be riding on the back so uh, yeah so that's, that's that's question one and uh, honestly then they want him back because you can see what he can do when he's in the mood Oh man, that was a that was a special performance the other night. Everyone says that Maxi is a you know he's one of the great buggers. So yeah, maybe maybe we could have seen that one coming. Um, Proteas, so obviously the South African angle. There's a few South Africans in the, in the commentary box as your colleagues. Um, how did you? I guess everyone will want to know how did you soak in the, the Rugby World Cup? What, what you probably haven't had too much time to to think about it like you would if you were back here hosting the show. But I mean. Incredible effort, really, to to beat Ireland the way they did, and a lot of us didn't expect them to to go down by a point in the final to South Africa. So, what were what were your reflections of it? Well, a lot of South Africans over here. I mean, uh, one of the blokes I, I talked to about rugby a lot is uh, Maria Rasmus, who's of course an umpire over here, very experienced during this World Cup. Uh, there's an, a number of South African people here, uh, so we you know we talked about it, um, you know, uh, and you know the, the, one of the most common themes of the lot was the game is stuffed. <laughs> That's what people were saying, even the South Africans and they're champions, saying the game is stuffed in the respect of the officiating of it. Uh, a lot of people were saying, and I saw Steve Hansen in um, an article saying, get rid of the TMO, fully in agreement with that. Um, <clears throat> take the microphones off um, the uh, assistant referees and go back to calling them touch judges so when the ball goes out, they put their flags up and they put their flags up when the goal the ball goes over the post or misses, and let's get back to the referee being in charge. And um, okay, we're, we're going to have to bite the bullet that the referee's going to make mistakes, 
Um, but uh, a referee making mistakes um, compared to a game that an eighty-minute game that is now taking you know close to two hours on some occasions, uh, and still still uh, getting things absolutely wrong. Um, I, I'd rather take the referee and and back human nature, um, like it, we did in the old days. I'm I'm sick to death of it, honestly. You know, the, the, these referees, the Ben O'Keefe and most people are the, the, you know of the world these days, um, they might think, and they probably um, you know, are doing it by the book and that, but they'll have to understand they go they're going through and refereeing and officiating and in a, in an era. That is really hurting the game. So, uh, and that you know that was a common theme over here. Um, you know, good luck to South Africa. Uh, the seven-one bench split, and you know, a bit revolutionary in that regard. Um, you know, and, and they took their chances, um, but a hell of an effort to, to negate that with fourteen guys. Um, and you know, I, I just thought the, the All Blacks. Uh, was it 12 months ago we'd written them off, had absolutely no chance, and I thank God Scott Robertson was taking over and didn't really matter because Foster couldn't get a job done. We won't even be competitive. Uh, well, a lot of people have to eat humble pie on that one, and you know, we were close, bloody close. And, but, you know, the, uh, the overriding factor is where is the game heading? That, that's the thing. Yeah, it's exactly right, and that's what a lot of the conversation's been about back here. We've, we've um, asked punters what they think about rule law changes they'd make and, and the whole thing you, you've nailed it you're still on the pulse smithy you've just got it see you've just got a brain for it we, we want your home mate um we're missing, <laughs> we're, we're missing you here uh good, it's great to hear i know you say you don't it's a good to hear a friendly voice but the thing is it's been so cool to hear a couple of kiwi accents you and dooley on the commentary yeah. and good to see laura over there as well now so enjoy it mate your last stint and maybe that's a good lesson maybe we should re reevaluate our expectations for the black caps for the of the tournament like we did with the All Blacks and then we can feel better if it doesn't go too well. Yeah, well, maybe so. But look, I've still got faith. Um, today was the, by far their worst performance. I mean, up until now, you know, they've, they've done pretty much, you know, everything right. I mean, they, they went close enough against India. They went far away. And, of course, we know what happened against Australia. It was only one or two runs in it. It could have gone absolutely either way. Um, so today was by far their absolute shocker. And I suppose in nine games you're entitled to one shocker. And that, that was it, hopefully. Um, the, the most concerning thing is I've hunted high and low around India and there's they say uh, over a billion people living here, Louis, and I have not seen or heard or even anything close to an up the wires yet. And that's, <laughs> that's the distressing thing. It's the, the off-season, mate. You, you should have heard them during the season. You couldn't go anywhere. It was like uh, peak hour traffic. And up, 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 up the wires. Hey, Smithy, we'll let, 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 let you carry on, brother. Great to chat. Okay, Louis. All the best, mate.